Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So we come into Monday night as we record this podcast Monday afternoon here. Uh, Knicks back in action uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. T-Wolves are 35 and 37 and fighting for not just their playoff lives. They're not fighting for their play-in lives. So um, things not looking good for Minnesota right now. They currently sit in ninth in the Western Conference. They're expected to be... Without all-star Anthony Edwards, he hurt his ankle last week. He's now out of the walking boot, which was a pretty big development because they listed him as out indefinitely um, over the weekend, and he's already out of the walking boot. Now, I saw reporting saying that they would expect him to still not play Monday night, but um, but we'll see if that actually ends up happening. But uh, Ant has been in the walking boot. He came out of the walking boot this weekend, but he has been injured Uh they played without him on Saturday. They lost it to Toronto by 15. They've now lost five of their last six games. The last time these two teams played, uh, Knicks won 120-107 on the road. Keys to Knicks win here, Tommy. I mean, the the T Wolves. You think without Anthony Edwards um, and some of the trades that they have made, you know, they you know they brought in Conley. They got rid of uh, D'Angelo Russell. They're not necessarily going to be as high powered offensively as they've maybe you know expected to be. Of course, Cat has been out of lineup as well. So um, Knicks look good coming into this game, but what's what it going to take to get a W? Yeah, the, the first and foremost is really importantly, Jalen Brunson has been removed from the injury report. He's not even questionable or probable. That's he's completely loose. So that's really good news, and that's a sure sign yet that he's didn't suffer any setbacks Saturday, um, which is really, really important. Obviously, not only short-term, but immensely important long-term. So very good news on that front. Um, as you know, uh, Tim Wolves are listening, listing Anthony Edwards as questionable. So the fact that he's not doubtful is a little surprising. Um, as you know, when he went down Friday, it looked like a very serious It looked injury. serious, yeah. Very serious. Obviously, he didn't play Saturday. He was out of the walking boot. Um, but now he's out of the walking boot. I, again, I'd be very surprised if he did play, but he's still listed as questionable, as is Rudy Gobert, who's also listed as questionable. However, they've attached that questionable tag to Rudy for like three straight weeks. Now he hasn't missed the game in a month. Um, so I fully expect him to play. Nas Reed is also questionable, um, but it sounds like he's going to, tr- he's trending towards playing as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we'll see how that plays. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, Knicks need to do what they do. They're, they're seven point favorites. This is another game they should win. Um, you know, keeping uh, Gobert off the glass is going to be important. So, so Mitch and, and iHeart will have their hands full. Um, but, you know, again, an older point guard like Connolly is going to have a really tough time guarding um, Brunson, as do most players this day and age. Um, you know, 
RJ Barrett's trending in the right direction in terms of taking it downhill. Um, as Tibbs talked about after the win on Saturday, um, basically saying when he doesn't mess around and shoot those three pointers, um, you <laughs> yeah. know, he's, he's, a, he's a really talented player. Um, shot 80% inside the arc on Saturday. And I shoot, I think he's shooting 60% on two pointers um, over the last few weeks or so, right around that number. So that's, so that's a, a good sign. Um, hopefully he kind of, you know, puts himself in positions to succeed. Um, and Tibbs, uh, you know, Tibbs, it, Tibbs there saying exactly what we said last week after the Laker game essentially was that you know like when he's not taking threes uh he's a extremely efficient offensive player for the most part totally um if you're looking for um you want to get greedy a little bit um and, and not in addition to a Knicks win it'd be nice to see Grimes start to develop a nice little rhythm offensively um because he yeah. has he struggled a little bit so we'll, we'll see how that plays out yeah, you mentioned Gobert, uh, his ability to uh, defend the rim, his ability to uh, be a, a dominant force on the offensive glass should be another good matchup for Mitchell Robinson. I would think Gobert would be the kind of guy Mitchell Robinson would pattern his game after. Um, in this loss they had against Toronto, Gobert had five offensive rebounds, um, total, 12 total. So that should be a good matchup. They're going to have to keep him off the glass. And that's kind of – that's going to honestly be probably the T-Wolves' like, best chance to win this game. Um, they're going to have to find a way to – uh, get some offensive rebounds because I don't think they had the firepower. You know, if you don't got Cat, if Andy Edwards is not playing, you know, Nas Reed, who's been coming off the bench, I mean, he's been a stud and and, and it's been great to see kid out of LSU. Um, I think he was a little underrated coming in, out of coming out of his draft. He's really developed into a really good player. He's kind of been their their ace really. Um, and we got to see if he plays. Of course, I know you say he was questionable, but like they don't really got enough offense. So it's going to come down to whether or not they can kind of muck up the game. Um, get some offensive rebounds. So I think if you're the Knicks, you just got to play a sound game. You know, you can't get a lot of turnovers. You got to be make sure you're on your P's and Q's when it comes to um, defending the glass, which Knicks are really good at. And if they go out and they do their thing, like they should win this game. I am interested in some of these matchups. I think uh, the matchups on the on the, in the front court with uh, depending on who guards Randall, I, the kid uh, McDaniel's for the uh, T Wolves, another young, athletic, good defender. Can do a lot of things. He may be up against Randall or RJ. Um, Kyle Anderson's always been a, a good player. He's a guy from Jersey, so he's playing back at home. So interesting matchups into this game. But again, I, like the Knicks are in pretty good shape. I feel like in this one with the two wolves slumping right now. Yeah, this is a game you uh, they should win. You know, make you know yeah. this, is, this would be a bad loss. Um, you're playing a team without its best player, without its all star, um, dinged up with some other injuries. Obviously, without their two best players, without Cat. Yeah, Cat, Cat, not Cat, not playing either. Um, so yeah, this is a game you want to you know you and and this is a you know when the Knicks consider themselves a very good team, great team. You know you know you want to get out in front. Um, you know, impose your dominance and, and let them know. But make no mistake, this is a you know a, a, this at down the stretch, basically every game, not only the Timberwolves play, but the Lakers and the Jazz and the yeah. Thunder and the Warriors. It's like a it's like eleven playoff games. You know, over the next 15, 16 nights uh, for all these teams. You know, as the as the Timberwolves wake up this morning, you talked about it. Not just fighting for the playoff life, they're playing life. They're basically tied with the with the um, Lakers and the Jazz at, at, at thirteen games back. Um, you know, with that 9, 10, 11 seed, one of those teams is probably not going to make it. And then you got the Pelicans 13.5 games back. So assuming the yeah. Thunder take care of business, the Warriors, um, you know, do what they need to do. Uh, they got a winnable game against the Rockets tonight. Um, basically, every every game's a playoff game for the for the Wolves. So you're going to get there. You know, they're not going to rest any guys. They're not looking ahead towards the, the, the postseason, anything along those lines. Um, they're going to do what they can. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the Knicks, uh, this, this starts a little bit of a 
streak for New York. Um, that uh, the bunch of winnable games. I think they have the 27th ranked sc- schedule in terms of difficulty, or another way to put it is the fourth easiest schedule the rest of the way. Um, yeah. So, so that's something to keep an eye on. One other thing I wanted to mention um, on the pod today was Tuesday. Um, the Nets host the Cavs. Um, mm-hmm. Those two teams actually play twice this week, uh, Tuesday and Thursday. So those big games are basically like win-win games for the Knicks. Either the, right. the Nets lose and drop further back behind the Knicks, or the Nets beat the Cavs, and then the, the Knicks make a little run towards Cleveland at the four seed. Um, so the Knicks have a chance to uh, not only uh, you know gain on this game, you know put some wins, some more wins um, in, in the win column. Now they have forty-two, the forty-two and thirty, which means um, they're guaranteed to finish above five hundred. And uh, Knicks fans out there know that's not something. To take for granted no um, not at all if they can win eight of their final 10 they have a chance at a 50 win season which would obviously be nice um but uh again you know just try to put the wins together um they, they should probably you know get some benefit from the uh schedule makers this week with the with the nets and Cavs playing so it's something to keep an eye on as well yeah and it's a credit to the Knicks because they came into uh that stretch when Mitchell Robinson got hurt having like one of the toughest schedules in the yes. NBA and and I you know we did this show and we said, uh, look out below, like this might get a little ugly here, like in this month or so that Mitch is going to be out. And they survived that and played really well. And now they're kind of enjoying the fruits of their labor because now they come into the easier part of the schedule towards the end of the season. And now they're fully healthy. So this is a great opportunity for the Knicks. It includes this game uh, Monday night. And to me, this is also when we talk about like the T-Wolves and their conundrum with the Lakers and Jazz and Thunder and Pelicans, like this is essentially what the play-in tournament was designed to do. Um, We come into this week, only four teams are eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, The Portland Trailblazers are trying like hell to get themselves out of playoff (laughs) contention. They've lost six straight and then pulling guys out of the lineup left and right to get back into the lottery sweepstakes. But like they're still technically in it. Um, the Orlando Magic had 29 wins, and they're still technically in. They're five games out of the last spot in the play-in. So, like, that is, I think, definitely what's best for the NBA, clearly, because now we're seeing a lot of teams, a lot of fan bases still engaged because teams that normally would have rode off, you can't at this point. There are too many teams that are live, and especially in that Western Conference. I mean, again, the difference between the Mavericks at sixth and the Pelicans at 12 is two games. So, so like it, it, yeah. So like th- this is this every team, almost every team in the West is live at this point. So this is going to be a, a real race to the finish. The, the playing tournament. I know there were some that that were detractors for it, but I think that this season has been definitely the season to say, hey, this is why we have this. A hundred percent. And it's not only the play, the guys in the six, you know, in the, in the eight, nine, 10 that are and 11, 12 that are fighting to get in the play. And then you have the teams five and six that are fighting like heck to avoid slipping into yeah. the second spot. So just motivation every which way, you know, in, in years past, you know, if you're a team like the Knicks, you know, yes, you obviously want to finish five rather than six. Or, you know, if you're a team like the Nets, you obviously want to finish six rather than seven. But um, now the motivation is Im- immense for teams like the Heat. And, and that's slugging it out and obviously out West um, to, to avoid the play in tournament as well. Um, you know, years past, you'd have teams like the Sixers and, and Celtics fighting to get that two, three seed, um, you know, but, uh, and that's essentially the, the main motivation. They need teams around that eight, nine mark. Um, but yeah, credit to the uh, NBA, Adam Silver, those guys. Um, I wasn't sure about it when they first introduced it, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think the lottery flattening has been a big success. 
Um, yeah. In conjunction with the, the playing tournament has been a huge success, a lot more exciting basketball uh, at the end of the season. And one last note on this uh, this T-Wolves matchup. I know we I had in the notes about Tibbs and his evolve, evolution from there, but essentially you pointed it out very well with the Malone uh, comments, which were very apropos. But I, I did actually want to bring something else up with the T-Wolves and, and, and talking about them and this trade that they made for Rudy Gobert. I mean, at this point, this has got to go down as one of the worst trades in recent memory, right? I mean, I know, I guess he he signed long term, so we they have some more years to maybe figure this out. But you almost get the feeling that they're not even going to wait that long. Like this off season, there'll probably be some major moves to uh to see if they can maybe move Cat or move maybe Gobert. I don't know, but it doesn't feel like this this experiment uh, had any chance to work from the beginning, and it has failed miserably. And they gave a lot of draft capital to make this happen. That's the thing. I mean, they didn't, it, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, initially um, I thought it was maybe the worst trade I'd seen in five, 10 years. And I wasn't, I mean, there was the common consensus was what on earth are the Timberwolves doing? Um, yeah. It just didn't make sense on so many different levels. You're pairing uh, uh, two centers in a league that, you know, prioritizes three point play and, 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 and positionless basketball. Now you got two centers that are taking up spots on the block. Um, and if they, if Rudy Gobert was a free agent and they were going to sign him to a $120 million four year contract, I would have thought that was a bad contract to sign him to. But they, not only they, in order to pay Rudy Gobert that contract, given their current roster construction with Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, to for the opportunity to pay Rudy Gobert that money, they gave up five first round draft picks, four of them unprotected, and Walker Kessler, who was the the twenty fifth overall pick in last year's draft, who's yeah. averaging his per thirty six minutes are very similar to Rudy Gobert's per thirty six yeah. minutes. I mean, seriously, straight up, if you could, if you gave GMs the choice to have. Uh, 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 Kessler at, uh, you know, three, I don't know what he's making, 2.5 million and 3.5 million next year, or Rudy Gobert at 30 million. A lot of GMs are going to take the younger player who's, yeah. at, who's nine years younger and puts up similar defensive stats. Not not as good a defensive player, but younger can, you know, it's relatively similar, can, you know, offensively, they don't contribute much. Um, it, it is just a nightmare in every way, shape, or form. Um, the way the season has turned out has made it look even worse. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're going to have to look to break it up. Maybe they get a couple first round picks for Rudy. Um, they flip him this summer. That's probably the best case scenario. Um, I think moving Cat, you know, selling low on him would be a mistake. Obviously, the Knicks will be uh, in the mix if he demands a trade or if they put him on the block. Um, yeah. You know, it's something we can discuss at, at another date and time. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it, you know, there's it's rare where basically everyone covering the league says, "Oh my God, this is a terrible trade." And it, not to mention the implications it had, kind of the ripple effects. It, clearly influence the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes. If that Rudy Gobert trade doesn't happen, the yeah. Knicks, they want to say probably get Donovan Mitchell, but I think it's far more likely. They were on the one-yard line anyway, um, but, you know, I, I, the sense was that Ainge felt emboldened by the by the incredible hold he got from the Gobert deal. Um, it just kind of reset the market. Um, it, it, in a way, I, I you know, we this summer we, we're kind of seeing Lamar Jackson kind of still dangling out there. Yeah. Uh, 
and he's demanding that he basically his his insisting that he gets paid similar to Deshaun Watson, what it was two hundred thirty million guaranteed, yeah. something ridiculous that kind of reset the market. Um, and it's just and and all the other co- the, in front of his head saying no, 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 that's an outlier. We can't pay you based upon <laughs> yeah. the, the the idiotic Brown, you know, the Browns' idiotic decision. Um, so sometimes when there's kind of that wild, this you know that that wild outlier trade or free agent signing kind of throws a, a, a monkey wrench into all the works, and I think that's what happened summer and i think what was crazy about the trade was we, these are two guys not one but two guys that we actually watched in the postseason and said oh it's gonna be tough to play those guys down the stretch of certain games and their concept was to play them together like that was crazy like we used to even go bear for years uh have these games where they can't put them on the floor or if they, they play them on the floor that like the clippers famously spread out the jazz and just shot them out of the out of the playoffs and then we saw last year against the memphis grizzlies with Cat and his struggles in the postseason, his struggles to guard and saying, oh, man, like, if he's your best player, that's going to be tough. And somehow the team will start, hey, if we put these guys together, it will work out. I mean, um, the, it didn't make sense at the time, and it looks terrible now. The crazy thing is was that the argument was, listen, it'll be awesome in the regular season. Those two guys will be dominant in the regular season where you can't yeah. free game and plan, and, you know, so they'll win 50 games, and then we'll figure it out in the postseason, you know. Now, oh, my God, just just amazing. Yeah, so T-Wolves, um, good, good for them that they have Anthony Edwards, a young star guy who looks like he's definitely one of the better players in this league. That kind of softens the blows a bit, but losing all those unprotected, uh, man, tough, tough break for T-Wolves. Anyway, Knicks, T-Wolves, Monday night at Madison Square Garden.